You actually had a chance to sit down and talk to one of the, uh, the I guess, authors, but also kind of the the founders of this whole Art of Neighboring movement, huh? Yeah, um, his name is Dave Runyon, and he co-wrote a book called The Art of Neighboring, and such a great guy. We had an awesome conversation. We covered all kinds of things and how to just really influence the community directly around you and how that can go out and influence even more people. And so I asked him, you know, how did this even get started? You know, what inspired this book in the first place? And so I wanted our listeners to hear a clip of that, and we we will be playing um, just clips from that conversation but i just love what he says here so i want want can you play that clip for us sure yeah so we as a group of churches in our city our part of denver we were dreaming and praying about what's the smartest thing we could do if we all wanted to go after one thing together if we wanted to make the, the kingdom tangible in our community and so we were in a meeting with our mayor just kind of getting to know him and then just asked him like hey what would you what would you really want us to go after in our city? And he said, you know, if you guys want to make the biggest impact in our city, you should start a neighboring movement. He just started to talk to us about how big of a difference based relationships make when it comes to cities and how people, the crime rate goes down, people live longer, they you know, all these different things. And it was just this incredible moment of him basically saying, and he he didn't realize he was doing it, but he's basically telling a bunch of pastors, you guys should get all your people to do, like, the most basic thing in the Bible. Like, yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> like, literally love your neighbor. Exactly. Now, what do you think causes people not to do it? Like, what's it look like if you don't do it, and why aren't people doing that more often? Like, literally loving the people directly around them. Yeah, I think the two biggest barriers are time and fear. And I think the time piece is probably the biggest one. We just tend to to just live at a pace that is really hectic. And I think it's become normalized in our culture. And it's really eroded the neighbor-to-neighbor relationship. And people, you know, so when you're just going uh, and coming home from work and then picking up your kids and driving to this and then grabbing fast food on the way home and getting your garage door up and getting it, you know, you just... It's hard to be a good neighbor if you're never in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so just being a person who is out front a little bit more than others, who's visible, who is just kind of has their eyes open to taking really small steps with the people that live right around you, just doing that makes a really, really big difference. But it does take some time. It takes it. it we, you know, I think one of the best apologetics that we have right now in the world is being able to, to look at people and to say, you know, you don't have to always be on. You can work when you're working, and when you're not working, not work. Yeah, that's a, that's a Jesus thought, by the way. You know, he seems to do that a lot. He's he's engaged, but then he takes time to to be away and to pray and, and to be refreshed. And I think I think we can do a lot just by encouraging others to to think about living like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's something people want. People that are that have faith and people that don't have faith. I think it's something that they really desire. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. 90.9 KLRC. Sharing a little bit of a conversation this morning. Dave Ronin is one of the co-authors of a book called The Art of Neighboring. Sharing the journey they went on as a community about learning to love your neighbor and the impact of learning to love your neighbor. Well, you talk about, you know, a lot of times people are not going to step into a church for an event 
Um, so uh, what would be some meaningful ways that you can engage people directly around you? Like what, what would be a practical strategy people could take? Well, here's the great news. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot. So just, <laughs> number one, learning and retaining and using people's names. That's the most important thing we can do. And, and so I think just doing that, if, if believers all over the place just made a commitment to learn their neighbors' names, to remember their names and to use their names, that, you know, so much of this stuff and relationships uh, is just getting started. And, and learning those names and using names is what, uh, it changed my life. It changed uh, my whole life in my neighborhood. Uh, and then I just kept taking the next small step and just looking for opportunities to spend time with and to get to know the people that live right around me. Well, one thing you mentioned speaking to that of learning people's names that I thought was brilliant is your wife, is it your wife or Jay's wife put together the block map? Yeah, that was, yeah, my, my wife built a directory. Okay, yeah, the yeah. block map and the block directory. Tell me a little bit about that because that, that's a brilliant way to make this so applicable that we can all do and it really goes a long way. Well, the block map is really simple. It's just a little visual anyone can make and put on the refrigerator. And it's just, it looks like a little tic-tac-toe board. It's just got space for writing down the names of the people who live right around you. And that, that was a tool that really uh, was incredibly helpful for me and for my life. And so just doing that over and over and over again, um, filling in those names. If somebody moves, we just erase it and put in a new name. And we actually have little refrigerator magnets now that people can get if they want to it that have the graph on it, but anyone can just make them and, and put it up on their fridge. So that was one piece that was really helpful. And then we, we had a, we had a break in, in one of our uh, homes and we just realized, wouldn't it be great if everybody had each other's contact info? And so um, my wife created this cool little directory just on our block and has everybody's names and emails and, and phone number. And a couple of people didn't want to have their info out there and that's fine. But we just took as many people as were willing in our little 40 home area and just, distributed that info and that has led to all kinds of great stuff wow that's just awesome well like per, for personally for you like do you have just a personal story that you've experienced through that just in your neighborhood connecting with everybody what you've seen how you've seen it change your neighborhood yeah and especially during the season of the pandemic season we're coming out of just having info is being able to reach out. There's one of our neighbors who's older and we, we weren't seeing them a lot. And we were just concerned about how they were doing or did they, especially in the early days of the pandemic, did they need somebody to go out and get groceries for them? Did they, were there needs that they weren't being able to take care of just because they were fearful of going out? And so because I had their info, I was able just to, you know, reach out and make a phone call and then we followed up with a bunch of email correspondence around this, but just to check in and say, hey, what can we do to help? And he had to explain that his wife was really wasn't feeling well anymore. Um, and they just, they asked us, we, we ended up going and doing a couple of grocery runs and just leaving some things on their front door for them uh, during that time. And it was, it was just a great way to just actually take this idea of loving your neighbor and make it literal. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christie. 90.9 KLRC. We've been sharing a little conversation with uh, Dave Runyon. He is one of the authors of this Art of Neighboring book. It's such a really good resource. 
It is. It's it's a easy, quick read, but super deep and um, practical. Um, just a lot of really, really great information in this book. And so I just had such a great time talking to him and, and interviewing him. We're sharing clips of that throughout the week, just as we, we just pursue this, this thought of the simple ways we can love each other. And I just wanted people to know that um, I just posted it on our morning show Facebook page, the KLRC Morning Show. Put that in your search bar on Facebook, and you can go and, and click on that link and have a quick, easy resource to explore this further. Yeah, here's more of that conversation with Dave on the art of neighboring. Well, one thing you also mentioned is just shared activities. Like the most natural way for us to connect is through shared activities. And there's a story in there about a family who they would do everything in the backyard. And they decided, you know what? Let's bring some stuff to the front yard. And they set up a, I believe, was it a table in the front yard? Yeah. That's a, that's a great, um, just a, that, that's a, the best practice ever. And one of the stories in that, in our book is about our family. We just, we bought our house because we loved the backyard. And I think a lot of people do that. And it's fenced in, and, but, it's, but you don't ever see anybody. And so we just started spending more time in the front yard. And I actually just said, you know, I decided I was just going to try to do that for a year as an experiment. Just see what happens. But if we just spent more time in the front yard than we do the back. And just being out there and being visible and available uh, changed so much. I mean, I started off saying, yeah, this will be a one-year experiment. Now I'm like eight years in. I can't really go back. I'm trapped now. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, one of the uh, ideas, too, was uh, Tom and Angela in your book. They put a, a swing in their front yard with lawn chairs around it. And eventually that's people right. just started hanging out there. And I just think that's such a cool idea. I mean, even if you could put a fire pit in the front yard, you know, with some lawn chairs and just every once in a while be out there in the evening time just chilling and, and people walking by. And it, it I just I love the practical tools that are throughout your entire book. They're just really, really helpful. And and, and speak to this for me really quickly. Just, you know, you, you talk about Mary and Martha and the Bible and, and our busy and our busyness. Um, tell me just your thoughts on that about surfing the Web and watching TV, just just go there for a minute on what really prevents us uh, from being that yeah. loving neighbor. Oh, well, personally, I love the Mary and Martha story because it, it just really hit me right between the eyes. You know, I was a pastor, and I filled my life up with doing all kinds of things um, at church, and, and I was serving on different nonprofit boards, and I just kind of got to a place where I was like, you know, everybody's kind of your neighbor. I'm kind of just loving my neighbor all the time. And I had filled up my life with so much, but I didn't have time to, to just take a step towards any of the people that were living around me. And I remember the Mary and Martha passage is so beautiful because Martha misses the whole thing because she's serving Jesus. And I, I think it's the most powerful thing about that text is Martha is preparing and she's busy. It means she's literally preparing. She's serving Jesus. And she misses the main thing. Mary's the one that knows, I'm going to sit at his feet. I'm going to take this in. And, you know, that just really hit me, is that it's possible. And I think as a pastor, I filled up, you know, it's possible to make ministry an idol sometimes. Mm. It's possible to be doing the, the serving the Jesus stuff and, and to be missing something. And that's what happened to me in my life. I was busy doing all of these other things. They weren't bad things. They, they were good things, but I was missing this gift that was sitting right outside my front door. And so for me, that's why I love the Mary and Martha story. 
The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. 90.9 KLRC.